he really do her toenails? I want to show you something. Not here. No, this came in a box. Don't tell me we're having two foreigners sleeping in here. Frank, this is their country. We're the ones from out of town. Tell them um, about the Jack and the Beanstalk, but I have a fear of heights. Stealing isn't even considered a crime in this godforsaken country. Because they're poor, Major, they have to steal to survive. Hey, MASH fans, time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny. Almost forgot my name. And joining me is my good pal Meds. Gentleman, uh, kind of gentleman. <laughs> Al unfortunately will not be with us for this episode. Today we're discussing season four, episode nine, "The Kids." It's the eighty-first episode overall. It's once again directed by Alan Alda, written by Everett Greenbaum and Jim Fritzel. Originally aired on October 31st, 1975, and the production code is G511. Colonel Potter? Oh, Colonel. Oh, we just got a radio message from Nurse Craddy. What's a Nurse Craddy? Meg Craddy. Runs a civilian orphanage about 30 miles north of here. Uh, sir, she said they're being shelled, and they've got to evacuate. Good Lord, all those children. Happened last year, too. They bunked with us. Some of the kids are sick, and she's got a pregnant woman who's going to have a baby. Oh, no. Are we going to have to go through that again? They steal. Burns, shut your face. Last year, they took a roll of my best toilet paper. They just wanted to look at the pictures. <laughs> Let's get cutting, Major. Break out the extra cots, blankets, pillows, whatever we need. Yes, sir. Corporal, I'll need a detail. Okay, so plot summary on this one. The 4077 takes in Nurse Kratty's Korean orphans during a shelling attack, including a pregnant girl with a bullet wound. But Frank accuses one of the orphans of stealing his newly and dubiously awarded Purple Heart. Margaret! Put that in my tent. I have to get Margaret. this done, Frank. Margaret, come here, come here, come here. What is it? I want to show you something. Not here. No, this came in a box when we were working. Okay, keep it moving, keep it moving. It's a Purple Heart. <laughs> what was it for? Me, silly! How? When? How, when were you wounded? Oh, you know, last month, when those two snipers infiltrated? You never told me. Well, I know. You didn't want to worry me? Oh, well, when have I ever asked for sympathy, huh? Resisting the pain. Uh, holding it back. Keeping that tiny little chin firm. Uh, laugh, clam, laugh. <laughs> Our guest stars, we start off with the very awesome William Christopher playing Father Francis Mulcahy. And Anne Duran uh, plays Nurse Meg Cratty. Now, Texan-born Anne appeared in over, get ready for this, 500 films and over a 1,000, yes, a 1,000 television shows. She started acting at the age of four and carried on until her death at 89. What's more impressive, Kenny, is she she did not, did not appear... In Quincy, out of a thousand. Isn't shows. that crazy? That is crazy because you would definitely expect her to appear in Quincy. Well, unless they, unless she opted to have that taken out of her IMDb. <laughs> uh, although, of course, that must admit that there's not not all of those things are on uh, IMDb. This, this is true. from her own page, but uh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. 
Wow, that's that's ex- extremely impressive. 500 <laughs> films and over 1,000 TV shows. Mm. Wow. All right, next up we have Mitchell Sakamoto, who played Slicky Boy. Four credits to his name on IMDb, MASH being the last acting role. Ho Nani Min played Sung Lee. Now, she was married to V actor Mark Singer and has appeared in three episodes of MASH. Oh, that's cool. I loved V. And I've met Mark Singer before, so that's cool to know that he's connected to her. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the original series of V. I've yeah. not, not really seen much of the, the um, reboot kind of one. Yeah. And of course, we have the lovable Kelly Nakahara playing Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. And uh, Chris Lean Sun played the Korean girl. This is her only acting role. And rounding out our guest list, we have Darren Lee, who played the Korean boy. Oh, carumba. Don't tell me we're having two foreigners sleeping in here. Frank, this is their country. We're the ones from out of town. Oh, always attacking us and defending them. If you like it so much, why don't you live here? I do live here, Frank. You know, you really ought to see a proctologist about possible brain damage. Hmm. What's that you're wearing, Frank? Just my citation. Citation, Gracie? That's a purple heart. Yeah, it's a purple heart. You were never wounded. I most certainly was. When? During a sniper attack a month ago. I got a shell fragment in my eye. Hold the phone, Central. I'm the one who treated that eye. That was an eggshell fragment. Nevertheless, it was the result of combat, and it's on my service record as shell fragment. You were breaking open a boiled egg and got nervous. Those are for kids who really get shot up. I could have lost my eye. Oh, yeah, there are hundreds of cases of losing an eye from a three-minute egg. Give it back, Frank. Not on your Nelly. Frank, you don't get medals for other people's blood. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. You want to start us off? Yeah, sure. I've got some notes on this, so I'm just going to read it. For, uh, I, I mean, I know you've recently just watched these episodes. I, I actually watched these um, when we did our last recording. Uh, I watched wow. the whole bulk of them. So, <laughs> like, I, right. I, you know, because this is like, as we said before, when when BJ count, uh, comes in, it's just kind of I, I just I'm addicted to it. As soon as I sit down, and watch yeah. it. I can't just watch what I'm supposed to, I <laughs> which of course is you know doesn't help me out. But uh, I love the way that Margaret is getting more and more annoyed at Frank. Um, yes, that is becoming more apparent. Nurse Kelly yep. doing an excellent job as the as the gas lady. Um, yep. Brilliant. I mean, it just goes to show how uh, how you know, multi talented these nurses are. We know, you know in the thick of it. It's just and she's she's always wonderful. You know, yes. I, again, I know I know we later on obviously um, William Christopher has his names on his titles along as, alongside Jamie Farr. I could never understand why she didn't because she was near enough in every episode. You know, but it's true. I, I suppose it's true. It, you know would have to pay them more contracts. Um, yeah, contracts yeah. and money. Um, the kid playing the piano. I was watching the, the the kids' fingers on that piano, and it looks like you know could play it properly. And oh very, yeah, very impressive. Yeah, yeah. Klinger, um, uh, what's that? Oh, Klinger, Klinger giving up atheism for Lent. Klinger, I thought you were an atheist. Gave it up for Lent. 
I mean, what a brilliant line! In <laughs> in in, my, in more, you know, there is that the, the comedy thing at the moment. I mean, I am an atheist, but I mean, where it's it's more of a comedy foil nowadays, where you can use that as comedy material. Uh, yeah, as this is the early seventies, and it's kind of like you know, pretty radical thing to say, and also a very clever joke to say. I love Mulcahy's reaction to it. Yeah, you know, being a clergyman, he was like, it was like no biggie. He was like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. I just thought it was cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, a good reaction shot. Um, BJ dragging Frank out. I love that. That was brilliant acting there going on. You can see the anger in his eyes, and he's just so annoyed and so angry at Frank. Knock it off, Frank. You let him get away. He swiped something of mine. No, he didn't. How do you know? You don't even know what I'm talking about. That makes two of us. Come on. What? Um, and the final one again, Margaret smiling at Hawkeye when he's handing the medal over. You know, yep, that was brilliant because you know it started off with with Margaret kind of saying, "Oh, Frank, you're so brave, getting his you know dubious purple heart." Yeah, and then Hawk handing it over, and you can see that throughout the whole episode with, with Margaret being annoyed with Frank, yeah. and then suddenly this is a nice ending to it. Um, I love that, and of course, Radar at the end exchanging teddy bears. Uh, another another brilliant <laughs> a brilliant episode. It's another another. You know, eight, nine out of ten for me. Uh, again, just happened. Really enjoyed it. Yep, yep. I'm same with you. I mean, you even went through some of my notes, some of the scenes that I really liked. Um, no, I have you know, excellent episode. I loved Potter cracking up at Hawkeye's comebacks. I could sleep for a week. You promised to do my toenails. Tickle Does he really do her toenails? His father was a world famous manicurist. <laughs> You know, at the very beginning, where he's mm. he just he's so enthralled with Hawkeye, and because Hawkeye is really witty, you know, mm. and he always has those comebacks with with funny lines, and I just love that Potter's actually cracking up at it at the beginning. Um, I think Frank is particularly horrible in this episode. Yeah, with you know accusing these poor little kids of stealing something missing from your tent, Major. Oh, it's only a matter of time. Hmm. Stealing isn't even considered a crime in this godforsaken country. It's because they're poor, Major. They have to steal to survive. Well, there's no reason for being poor. And if they had any gumption, they'd be out looking for a job instead of always scrounging around in our garbage cans for food. Yes, sir. And which they probably, you know, I'm not saying that they didn't. But, you know, and Radar is like being their defender, saying, you know, they have to because they're poor and he's like, mm. they're irresponsible because they're obvious. Again, I don't want to be a Frank hater, but I am. Um, <laughs> but it just, he, I, I, you know, as you mentioned previous episode that, you know, they're really taking him to a dark place. He's starting to really lose it and, mm. uh, you know, leading to his eventual departure. Yeah. Um, but I can see it here and it really, it really takes foot here of him really being kind of just crazy over the top really really bad hmm. um i really liked when radar sang to the little korean girl my little baby my little baby my little baby bye daddy still loves you daddy still loves you Daddy still loves you. Oh, he's gone to war. And he's rocking her inside the yeah. shelving unit that he put her in. Um, now I don't know if this is the scene because you mentioned you said BJ like manhandling Frank, but mm. there was a scene where Fra- where Father Mulcahy 
grabbed them. Yeah, I did. That was on my other page, but I thought, I, okay. thought, I know how much you really like um, Father Mulcahy as well. Oh, yes. You'd He's one of my favorites. Up. Yeah. No, I love that when he picked him. I mean, he like literally picked him and like dragged him out of that operating room to make sure he got cleaned up. Colonel, I'd like to talk to you. Get on a table. Has that slicky boy been in here? Scrub, Major, we need your hands. Well, heaven only knows what he's filched around here. All these people are such a bunch of crooks. That one down there is smuggling bullets in her abdomen. Oh, funny. Father, will you help Major Burns scrub up? Yes, Colonel. Now, just a minute. You give these people an inch, and they'll take a mile. Father, you're hurting my arm. Come, my son. Hey! Let me help you scrub, Major. What are you doing? Priests aren't supposed to hurt people. I did a bit of boxing before I joined the Jesuits. I was a featherweight. They wanted me in Willie Pep's stable. That feels nice, Father. These are tough times for all of us, you know, Frank. Nice and soapy. Yeah. Um, you know, which again, Frank is more worried about people stealing things than helping the patients, you know, because he's not suited up. He's not ready to. And they had, like, you know, injured soldiers all over the place. Um, but that was that was one of my favorite scenes. And then you mentioned it, the little glance between Hawkeye and Houlihan, hmm. you know, after the Purple Heart. That just. And you get more and more of those, especially between those two characters. Um, but it's just always nice to see that she's not always so hard. You know, when 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 Hawkeye does something nice or, you know, she does appreciate it and give him a smile. Yeah. But then, of course, he turns around and always makes it bad again. But <laughs> that's Hawkeye for you. Oh, yeah. But no, over, overall, it was a really enjoyable episode. Um, all the kid actors were very cute. I loved when, you know, BJ's telling the story to the kids and they fall asleep. And then Hawkeye's like, well, how does it end? You know, and BJ wouldn't tell them about the lion and the, the thorn. Once upon a time... You're a natural. Hmm. Long, long time ago, there lived a young man named Androcles. Now, Androcles was a very kind and very gentle young man. One day, he was taking a walk in the wilds, and he came upon a great, big, ferocious-looking lion. (laughs) Well, that's it, thought Androcles. He's going to have me for lunch. But instead of eating him, the lion held out his paw to show him that there was a great big thorn stuck right in his paw. Now, Androcles realized that he could run away because the lion was in so much pain, he couldn't chase him. But instead, you know what he did? Androcles very gently removed that thorn from the lion's paw. And the lion was so happy, he just walked right away. Androcles thought no more about that lion for years. Until one day, he was arrested by some guys called the Romans who wanted to punish him for his faith. You see, Androcles was not only very kind, he was also very Gentile. And uh, these Roman guys, they threw him into, (laughs) into an arena and let out to tear him to pieces. A gigantic, ferocious... Lion. Well, sir. They're asleep. Yeah, so? So what? So what happened to Androcles and the lion? You know what happened? You're not going to finish? <laughs> I think your senility's here ahead of schedule. Okay, okay. Just for that, I'm not going to tell you the version where the papa bear comes home alone. <laughs> Which is very funny. Yeah. I love that Potter's reading a manual 
to kids, and they don't understand what he's saying, but they're still enjoying it. You sure you want more of this story? You really don't understand. You want more? You do want more. Okay, here we go. Field stripping, cleaning, and routine maintenance of Garand rifles, section 22. Repeated disassembly and assembly causes excessive wear of parts and will eventually reduce the accuracy of the weapon. See figure 57. Oh, pictures and everything. Huh? To disassemble piece into above groups, place butt against left thigh, sights to the left, with thumb and forefinger of right hand, pull downward and outward on rear of trigger guard. Swing trigger guard out as far as it will go and remove trigger housing assembly. And so they lived happily ever after. <laughs> um, I just, I just, I really liked all, you got to see Hulahan being this very caring, lovely person, yeah. you know, with the kids. Um, Nurse Kelly, again, you get to see these great aspects of these people that you normally don't get to see, a little softer side of people. Um, and then you can tell they all love, love the kids, you know, they all adore, well, other than Frank. <laughs> um, and I think that's why Hulahan kind of starts turning on it, because he's just, yeah. he's, he's, you know, it can be, it's one thing being horrible to adults. But being horrible to these poor children who have no say in anything, they're mm. innocent bystanders in this war, and he's still attacking them like they're adults, you know. And I think I think this just is one of those final straws that really broke the camel's back for her, you yeah, know, with absolutely. her and Frank. So you know, definitely, like you said, it's definitely a top, top, top episode for me as well. Very enjoyable. If you took a bullet through the lower abdomen, blood pressure's eighty over forty. <laughs> Baby's heartbeat's audible. It's, it's 90. We gotta get in there, see what's bleeding, and then do a cesarean section, otherwise we'll lose them both. Doctor? Only thing to do. Pump in some more plasma, let's get some whole blood up. I've here. already sent for it. Prepper, Major. Midline incision, stand to stern. Yes, Doctor. Anybody done a cesarean lately? Uh, damned arthritis was eating up my knuckles. Okay. I haven't delivered a kid since I drove my nephew over to his grandmother's. That's close enough for jazz. What are the heart rates? Maternal, 140. Maybe 75. BJ's fresh out of residency. Just a kidney stone throw away. It's up to you, BJ. Right. You deal with your kibbits. Patient's ready, doctor. Fine, Major. Shall we make a baby? Attention, all surgical staff. Heavy night patrol action. Stand by for incoming wounded. Wounded. 4.30 a.m. Terrific. You can set your watch by this war. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our behind-the-scenes. I think Meds has our first one. Yeah, the, the Meg Cratty character would appear in Season two's The Trial of Henry Blake, but she was played by a different actress. Uh, it was actually Hope Summers, and she ran a medical clinic, not an orphanage. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, do, I do remember her from that yeah, episode. Yeah. Just four episodes after being credited as an Abel-slash-Baker nurse, Baker to be precise, Kelly Nakahara now has a distinction of an individual character name. She is also the only nurse who is titled with the first name. Kelly, I want an hourly report on that arterial transplant patient. Yes, doctor. Ah. Yeah. Uh, uh, McGuffey's is slang for women's breasts. Mama-san. No, no, Mama-san. Corporal Klinger. Mama-san. G.I. Joe. Look. See? No McGuffey's. Mama-san. Everybody sleep. <gasps> That was a funny scene. Yeah. When that little girl kept saying Mama Son. Uh, in England, that would be Bristol Cities. 
<laughs> I'm not going to say what it is in America, but um, <laughs> we're not so polite as you guys. Um, <laughs> the piano piece played by the young Korean girl on the piano is Mozart's piano sonata in C major. Hmm. Yeah, it's not my beautiful piece. That would be, was... that would be terrible. <laughs> uh, Hawkeye tells Putter he hasn't delivered a baby since he drove his nephew to his grandmother's. Apparently, he still has a sister since he has a nephew. Hawkeye will be an only child in future episodes. Oh. Yeah, it's one of those little tidbits that kind of slipped by the writers. Yeah, one of those McGuffies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and our final behind the scenes, Alan Alda received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Directing in a Comedy Series. I agree. This was definitely a really well-directed episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. Retracted a little more. What's your story, BJ? Bleeding's controlled. Terrific. I'm going after the baby. Classical section. Kelly? Pressure's barely holding. <sighs> Rotten snipers. It's their job to be rotten. The bullet came awfully close to the baby. Cross your fingers. Good luck, BJ. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And we have a website and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. We have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. Why not come along and spend some of your hard-earned money at our MASH online store? And that's at www.zazzle.com slash mash4077podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for mash4077podcast. All right, so I think that's going to do it for this episode. Wow, another thumbs up from both of us. We're mm. on a roll here with good episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Kenny. Uh, I'm Meds. And we'll be seeing you. As commanding officer of MASH 4077, and as authorized by the President of the United States, Harry S. Truman, I hereby award this Purple Heart Medal for wounds received in line of duty to the child of... Uh... Sung Lee. Right. And it's a privilege to honor the little guy. Where'd you get this? I bet I know. Bite your tongue, Margaret. Or better yet, let me do it. Pokemani Tagada. Come, Samnita. That's my medal. You get another one, Frank. We're staying up nights making purple hearts. Well, I really would like one. Well, then you luck at all. Hawkeye, it was a nice thing you did. It sure was. Well, he deserved it. It's lousy to get shot on your birthday. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. 
www.thepodcastnetwork.com. We would be honoured if you join us. That was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Trex in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives Works 3.0 United States License. All rights reserved. Today we're discussing... Oh, sorry. It's, it's on the next page of my notes. Written by written by Everett Greenbaum and Fritz... Mm. Written... I'm, I'm off for some reason. Written by Everett Greenbaum and Fritz... Oh... And a man. And a man. Oh, it sounds like Duran Duran. Um, <laughs> and Duran uh, appears as Mer. Oh, God, we are doing well. I can blame the beer. I don't know what you are. <laughs> I have no excuse. 